Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Encountering God with Tom and Sarah. I am your host, Tom and Sarah. Now, our ministry is totally uh, supported by donations from those who listen. And if you'd like to donate, there's uh, you can go to paypal.me forward slash T and Sarah. You can go to Venmo, which is the at sign Tom dash and Sarah or Cash App and a dollar sign Tom and Sarah. If you'd like to donate, basically what we do, we write books. We uh, we also are starting a radio station here pretty soon. And also we travel around the world trying to um, <clears throat> just minister the gospel in different areas of the world. And if you'd like to be a part of that, feel free to donate. Um, yeah, so enjoy. If you have any comments, go ahead and email me at Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. God bless you. Well, hello, everybody. <coughs> oh, my, excuse me. Okay, hi, everybody. Just wanted to say hello. We're going to be dealing with some things today that are um, a little deeper, I think, uh, in this realm of revival. Yesterday we talked about what qualifies us for revival, and um, really God qualifies the unqualified. Okay, that's the first thing I want to mention today, because it's so important that we realize that God is bigger than we are. God is a whole lot bigger, and he loves us more than we actually can know, and he is more powerful than we are. And a lot of times, and I want to say this in love, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I want to say this in love. We are so preoccupied with the psychology of a person that we forget the power of God. And we forget that God is bigger than our situations and that God is bigger than all the things that we go through and all the things that we are. So I want to make that very clear right now. God is bigger. Now, can he use psychology? Of course he can. Can he and does he use um, uh, self-help stuff? Yes, he does. But I want to tell you that um, it doesn't matter what you personally are going through in his eyes as to whether or not you are qualified to start a revival or to be a revivalist or to be someone that God is ready to pour out on and through into the nation and into the cities around you. I love this song uh, that we pray, that we sing as a prayer. Brian Johnson, Phil Wickham wrote it. Uh, it's called God of Revival. And he says, come awaken your people, come awaken your cities God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Um, the, the darkest night, you can light it up. You can light it up. Oh, God of revival, you know, and, 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 and the thing is that we make revival all about us and less about him. When in actuality, in order to change society, you desperately need him. You need him. Now I want to talk about, uh, the first New Testament, actually, he was the last Old Testament, but first New Testament revivalist. His name is John the Baptist. And a lot of us have this picture that John the Baptist was, was a weirdo. He wore, he wore, uh, lo- I mean, sorry, he wore camel's hair. He ate locusts and honey. Um, somebody was said that, well, the, the locust is actually a, a, um, <clears throat> how did he say it? He said the locust is actually a, a flower or a plant. But I looked it up and it's actual that the, that the, the locust was a bug and he ate bugs and honey, uh, for his meals. And now we're sending ducks 
in the different areas of the world to kill off the locusts that are coming. It's pretty, it's pretty bizarre and funny. But, um, <clears throat> this man, we have this feeling like he was this rugged, rough, you know, God's going to destroy the world kind of guy. But can I make a suggestion and say that it's possible that he was a man of love and he was crying out for his country. He was crying out for his people. They wanted to make him the Messiah. And he says, no, 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 no. I am not the Messiah. There's one coming after me. I am not even worthy to untie his sandals. He's the one. He's the lamb. And then Jesus shows up and he says, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And while uh, John was was uh, baptizing for repentance, Jesus baptized us with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And so understand this, that John was also a man of love. He learned from Mary. He learned from Zachariah, uh, Zacharias, and um, he, he had to. That was his heritage. Just like Jesus learned how to be a carpenter, John learned how to be a priest, how to be a high priest and, uh, and go into the temple. And sorry, go into the Holy of Holies with that little rope around his foot in case he died that nobody else would go in. And so John was brought up with that. And then he ends up, um, <clears throat> 30 years old. And this is great because John grew up all those years for a six month ministry. John the Baptist had a six month ministry. Most of us want to be on the platform. Most of us want to be a person of influence. But John the Baptist, the greatest prophet in history, uh, Jesus said it, there's none greater than John the Baptist. And he said that, uh, and this man only had a six-month ministry. Would you be willing to do that for six months? I don't know. Um, I know a lot of people who wouldn't. They want the limelight. They love the limelight. They love to have their name. <clears throat> and, and God's not interested in that. God is, is, is here to make his name famous, not our name famous. So I want to talk about another key to revival, and that key is love. The Bible says that, uh, beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He, you, if you love not, you don't love God, because God is love. Everybody say, God is love. And so you have to understand, too, that Jesus told his disciples uh, at the, <clears throat> you know, in John 13, he said, by this will all men, everybody say all, and I looked up that word all in the dictionary, and it means all, and every man will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. End of story. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you have love one for another. Um, uh, I'm really excited, actually, because uh, love is like, you know, and I came from a place where judgment was the big thing. Um, you know, I love Keith Green and, and, and how he ended up was awesome. You know, but there were, he said a lot of hard things uh, in the world. But I know this man. He, he functioned out of love. He loved you so much that he didn't want you to stay the way that you were. And can I tell you that Jesus loves you too much to have you stay the way you are? Brian Johnson said this perfectly. He says, count it a privilege when Jesus is your only option. And so I say it back to you, count it a privilege when Jesus is your only option. There are no other options, just Jesus.
And so I wanted to, you know, I just wanted to pop that in there for you that you have to know. And then he says in John 3, 16, um, that God is love. Okay. He says, for God so loved the world. I'm sorry. So loved the world. That was first John 4, 7 and 8 that says God is love. But John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And what does love look like? Love has to look like something, man. Love has to look like something. And if you truly love, um, it, it'll look like something. Uh, you know, because love, first of all, does not seek its own way. Okay, it doesn't look for itself. It doesn't look out for itself. It seeks your highest good with a um, no desire of having anything returned to you. It's like giving without any strings attached. You don't have to give it back. And God is saying that to us, that, that this is how we love. Love in on the streets looks like buying a hamburger sometimes for a, a, a starving man. Love on the streets looks like um, taking people out of where they are and getting them into a mission, getting them into rehab. Love looks like being with them. I remember here in Reading, <clears throat> right across the street of where I used to work at, the place I worked at was for the city of Reading, and there was a warehouse where they had all the sports equipment. Well, right down the street from that, right across from the baseball field, was a bus stop. And there was a young gal with a wig on, and she was... Um, you know, I don't know, it was a Cleopatra type looking wig, only it was pink. And she was sitting there doing her thing when she says, uh, I walked up to her and said, are you okay? And she said, yeah, I'm okay. I said, what, what, you know, and she turned out to be 14 years old and she was, she was prostituting herself to get her drug money. And it broke my heart, a 14 year old girl doing this. Um, you know, and then I turned around. And, you know, shared the gospel with her, shared that God loved her and she didn't have to do this. And uh, as I turned around, uh, the bus came, she got on the bus and left. Um, it was a really sad, sad situation for me. We were down in, uh, we were up in Eugene uh, just last weekend and there was a young, young girl that was standing there and was expecting us to, um, to offer something to her. Um, <clears throat> and really, uh, we weren't, we weren't wanting to, to, um, uh, give her drugs. We weren't wanting her body. We weren't wanting any of that. We just wanted to tell her that God loved her. And so, uh, uh, another man on the team and I walked away, uh, to about 20 yards, 20 feet away. And she was there with the other two guys that got to minister to her. And they just uh, really expressed God's love for her. And I, and as I looked, she had a tear in her eye. And she was, uh, and she, as she opened up to these men, the first men, I don't know, maybe the first men that didn't want anything from her. And that's what revival looks like. Uh, that's one of the things that revival looks like. It's not about you. It's not about your church. It's not about your religious values. It's about Jesus. And if you can love people with no thought of having anything returned to you, um, that is a key in and of itself. I'm wearing a shirt today that says, Jesus loves you, okay? Jesus loves you, man. He cares about you. I kind of believe that things are starting to move forward uh, in a lot of areas, not just my life, but your life. And we're going to start to see cities 
um, broken under the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit coming together, churches coming together for the sake of our cities. Um, I think it's Samuel, he says, uh, or Chronicles. He says, um, uh, you know, be strong and very courageous. Let us fight hard for our people and for the cities of our God. Let us fight hard for our people and for the cities of our God. How do we fight hard? Is it doing stuff in the flesh? No, what it is, is coming together as the body of Christ, not caring what church you go to, as long as you're a Bible-believing church, and Jesus is the center, and Jesus died for us, you know, whatever. As long as the main things of, 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 of Scripture, of the doctrine of God, are, are, are together, we can come together in unity and pray and, 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 and prepare for the influx of people that are about to take place. You have to love. Beloved, let us love one another. By this will all men know that you are my disciples, Jesus said, in that you have love one for another. Not that you have the right doctrine. Not that you've written X amount of books. Not that you are uh, solely doing one thing. But that you are going for your city. And your city's salvation is the most important. That's when, that's when society changes. Because right now, what people are noticing about the church, and I ask, what, you know, how come you don't go to church? And they said, um, you know, they say things like, well, I know these people outside of church, and they're totally different outside of church. And that breaks my heart. You know, um, I did tell one guy, and this is funny, but I told a guy one time, he said to me, I don't go to church because it's full of hypocrites. And I said, yeah, that's why I don't go to the bar. It's full of hypocrites. And the same, you know, and so we have to just come to grips with who he is and why he does what he does. Jesus is amazing. I'm telling you, when we tell people who Jesus is and show people what God is really like, what God is really like. I want to read that verse to you. It's in Matthew, the 10th, uh, 10th chapter. And, um, it's a great verse. Help me, uh, you know, this thought just came into my mind. So um, <clears throat> I'm just going to read this to you. Matthew chapter 10. Wow, this is so good. He says, um, you know, he's talking to his disciples. Um, Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It's John 14. I apologize. I'm in the wrong chapter. John 14. <clears throat> Welcome to live talk show stuff. I'm excited about the fact that I'm going to have some people that we're going to be interviewing. Um, I'm hoping to get um, a young lady by the name of Carrie Lloyd, who's a tremendous woman of faith, tremendous woman of God. And, um, and that um, I want you to know that it's it's going to be really, really good that, uh, you know, that we talk to her. I'm going to ask her a few questions. <clears throat> she doesn't know about it, but we're going to ask her a few things about loving ourselves. We're going to ask her about um, <clears throat> a lot of different things. So you're going to want to tune in when we get her. I'll let you know when she re returns uh, her schedule and we can, uh, we, we can do this. So in John uh, 14, verse 12, let's we'll start with verse 12. I tell you this timeless truth, okay? In one version it says, Truly, truly, I say to you. And then he says, The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do. 
even greater miracles than these because I go to be with my father. Remember I told you that one time um, that I uh, I saw Jesus and, and well, I didn't see him at this point, but I, I uh, asked him how come uh, how come he asked God uh, to take the cup away from him? And, and Jesus told me he didn't want to leave. He had the, you know, he wanted to stay. He was having too much fun, um, which is not in the Bible. But the other thing is, uh, he said that if I didn't go, then you couldn't have this much fun. And then I was brought to this verse, greater miracles than these because I go to be with my father for I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask me in my name. And that is how the Son will show what the Father is really like and give glory to Him. Now, I want to tell you what He means by that is if it's contained in His name. You know, we have Jehovah Jireh. We have uh, Jehovah Shammah, the God who is present. We have uh, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. If it's contained in His name, He will do it. And I love this. And this is how the Son will show what the Father is really like and bring glory to Him. And this way we will glorify the Father. Uh, ask me anything in my name and I will do it for you. God is amazing. And and and, and the thing that it is, and one of the things that, that is, is contained in Jesus' name is deliverer, God is love. He is all that, okay? So, so I'm saying all of this today because I really feel in my heart that we need to see that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in him. God is doing some great things and I'm, I'm excited about it. And, 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 you know, sometimes we have to put our emotions aside and understand that we must love the people in front of us. Look in their eyes and you can see that this is a person that Jesus loves. I have a lot of people that I'm like, I don't want to see this person. But I look at them and I go, Jesus loves this person. I will spend time with them and I will love on them. And I will share because because we don't know him. It could be Jesus. I don't know that answer. Um, I remember one time we were uh, my friend and I were driving off of um, off of the highway, and uh, we got a flat tire. We had to get off the exit, and it was in the middle of the night. It was so late, and uh, these four guys came walking up the ramp after uh, of the exit after we had stopped. And and what's the matter? They're speaking uh, Spanish. I think they were uh, Puerto Rican. And uh, my friend was Puerto Rican, so he spoke Spanish. And um, so they were talking together. And these, like, three guys, uh, I mean, they, 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 we didn't have a jack, uh, as if I remember correctly. We didn't have the jack, so they loosened up the tires. And these three guys picked up the car while one guy took the tire out, replaced the tire, and they tightened up the bolt. And my friend and I looked at each other like, what in the world just happened? I mean, these guys weren't, like, you know, bodybuilders or anything. They were just normal guys. And they were talking, and then my friend and I looked at each other, and then we looked back, and these gentlemen were gone. Um, it was crazy. Uh, and I remember one time I was, um, our car battery was dead. It was in the middle of the night, in the middle of Amarillo, Texas, or near Amarillo, Texas. And, uh, and I said, well, you know, if God can give people power, maybe he can give this battery power. And I laid my hands on the battery, and the car started. Uh, I don't know how this happens, but God is amazing like that, and he does great things, and we get to do it. And I'm telling you, if you love the person in front of you, if you take, if you treat them like you would treat Jesus, or if you treat them like Jesus would treat them, I'm telling you, we would go ballistic. Well, anyway, guys, that's it for today. Um, you know, I'm going to a conference tonight, and uh, we have the Bethel, uh, Bethel weekend. 
uh, where the local, it's, it's for the local church and a lot of good things are going to happen. Um, and I'll see when the, when the meeting is tomorrow. I may or may not have a, a live, um, from this, from this perspective on YouTube, but I will have a recording on, um, on, on my podcast, Encountering God with Tom and Sarah. It's uh, anchor.fm forward slash Tom dash and Sarah. And so you can, you can go ahead and get that on Spotify. You get all of them. Um, well, God bless you. Have a great day.